what's poppin'? You know what time it is, boy. J-Hill, Mr. J-Hill Podcast. We in the building. Um, legendary episode today. Uh, some things happen behind the scenes, but we ain't worried about that because we really like that. Yeah. Drum Cruise, Mr. Uh-huh. Thanksgiving, Mr. Dramatic, like Mr. The fucking legend himself. I'm here. Um, DJ Drum. What's up, my guy? Yo, what's up? How you feeling? I'm excited. I feel... I feel like a kid in a candy store. Oh, man. Like, no cap. I love that. We've been... First of all, got this nigga number. This is crazy. <laughs> this is crazy. We've been trying to do this interview for like... For a minute. <laughs> you know, you caught me at a, a, a very busy time. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you got to think when we first had the conversation, it was around the time with fucking Grammy, Super Bowl, All-Star. Then I was putting my album out. Um, you know, my travel schedule has been insane. And um, yeah, you know, but but I'm here now, so you know, we 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 getting right to it. It was a blessing, man. I, I appreciate you so much, man. Um, I'm really like that. Yeah. So you, say you feel like this is one. Of, this is a project where you really pop your shit. You feel like you've been humble a long time. Yeah, in a way. I mean, you know, when I'm on the mixtapes, like I talk a lot of shit. You know what I'm saying? And it's like. That's DJ drama, you know what I mean? Like, when I come off and, you know, like, you know, I work off the music and, you know, people know me for that, like, that personality. Like, I'm I'm, I'm one of the voices in hip-hop when when you think about those who, t- who, like, who talk that talk, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, when I sit back in my regular life, it's, you know, I don't, I don't go around and scream like I do on the mixtapes daily, all day, every day. But I'm really like that was just, like, a title like for for this album to really like show and and to show and prove like you know I've been doing this shit literally over two decades you know been putting on for the culture been introducing the the game to you know so many voices that have become superstars um time and and time again you know so it's like it's like why and like I say on the song on the album like why would you ever doubt me you know what I mean and like you know in a, in a in a space where it's like I, I've been I've been doing it for so long at such an at an elite level you know and you know there's been times in the game I feel like you know I may have been counted out or you know I work good under pressure so even when my back is against the wall it's like okay it's 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 nothing for me you know it, it it's like it's like being down by by 15 20 in the fourth quarter and then you know still winning the game and that game you know a lot of times is game seven for me mm. <laughs> i love it I, um i asked that because you uh at first when i heard you say that i'm like wait what drama is this because you never I, you never came off as like the most humble guy especially mm. on a mixtape yeah awesome. for sure like and that's how you should get lit. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like? Um, but when you met me in the studio, you said like, "Damn, this nigga's cool as shit." Way different. You see what I'm saying? So, way, way, way different. You know, it's it's like it's like the yin and the yang in a lot of ways. So it is different. And I was wondering when I was thinking about it, I'm like, I wonder if if you could have the success that you've been having if you were that humble on the tracks, like if you was working like that. Because sometimes you, you see people being humble, like you know, I'm just. No, nah, I don't think it would make sense. Like, like the mixtape personality, it, like that's what people expect and they want. Like, you know, I can't, I can't get on a a Jeezy a, a album and you know, 
have a regular conversation like this or you know get on Tyler's project and like not talk about being on yachts and being on a boat with my toes out and you know it's like it's it's flexing you know what I'm saying I mean but you know I mean I, I, I don't see it any different from, from the greats as well like you know if you were to go sit down with a a nigga like Eminem or 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 Hove or you know Drake like you know a lot of the niggas that's at an elite level in the game like or, or Cole or you know what I'm saying are are very you know down to earth human beings when we talking about everyday life but you know when you when you put your when, when we talking about it's again it's no different from sports you know like a nigga like when I get on the court I'm competitive as shit, you know what I'm saying? And I'm coming to, like, bust a nigga ass, you know, pause. But um, outside of that, you know, it's like I'm, I'm no different from any other man, you know. We all walk the same steps in life and, you know, like what's important to me is being a father or being, a, you know, a stand-up human being. But, like, when I when I get on them tapes or when I get in my mode, like, I'm, I'm here to – talk cash shit and I'm here to like show why I'm the greatest. Now you say you don't run shit. Your shit when you be talking. Yeah, nah I don't. But I'm sure you got a notebook or a notepad somewhere when you put like, I'm gonna say this shit. I, yeah, I, I do, I, you know, I have like notes like every now and then something will come across um, my brain or I'll hear somebody say something that, you know, I'll take a little note of it and just, just keep it in the tuck. You know, just for like a, one of the projects that I may be working on or where it might come in handy. But for the most part, like, I really just go in and work off the music, like, straight off the top of the head. Mm, that's hard. Yo, I, um, I was wondering, uh, I was doing my research and shit, and I saw the whole uh, bootleg cab shit actually went in. Like, you had to look at the nine. Yeah. Track off, right? Off the, off the Gucci Man movie. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's one of my favorite Mixtapes. Mixtapes ever. Like, that's what I was saying. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so, um, we won't get into the top five. But yeah. I know you brought your, like, top ten. You can get after that. But, um, I was like, man, it's, it's crazy because to be great, you got to make a decision that nobody like. Yeah. Make yeah. And you got to ruffle some feathers. Even with the, we're going to talk about the meek man with, um, Uzi shit. Okay. All that. But you got to, these are things that you got to do in the industry to really differentiate yourself from, the Brits are being regular. Yeah. Kind of like when Jay-Z would, broke up like the Rock Nation. They like, Brits going to have to make these decisions. Right. You fast forward. And, of course, we see Rich Homie Paul and then the uh, Roddy Rich shit. Yeah. Did you make that decision? Did you close your um, that's, that's a complex one, you know. I I, I just would, I just want to, you know, I guess put out there that, like, Shout out to my guy Quan. Shout out to Roddy. Um, Quan definitely had a dope verse, and you know, let's just say we're we're gonna um, we're gonna amend the situation, and you know, make it to where you know everyone's uh, verse gets heard in the in the correct manner. So, so basically, you saying you you think? I'm not saying either. <laughs> I'm not saying neither. <laughs> Yo, the, the, what I do fuck with is I feel like even though you're so like laid back or <sighs> chill or humble outside of the music, you're still the same person. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, like I've been doing this shit a long time. Um, so, 
um, you know, I can get I can get in my bag absolutely, you know, and and in various ways. Like, you know, even when I'm I'm at a party, like, you it, it's 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 interesting because I think in a lot of ways, like, you know, I'm 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 somewhat introverted as a as a person, but like my job is to be uh, an extrovert. You know what I'm saying? So I I think that's somewhat of the balance. Like I'm real boisterous and you know people know me for like I can command a room or you know like I'm 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 you know I'm I'm super top heavy like when it comes to my projects but in my my daily life like you know I'm more of a listener and you know just more laid back so I guess that just that's just the balance of what I do um and you know I didn't know it was going to be like like you know growing up even becoming a DJ like <clears throat> you know, I started off as a DJ, you know, and, and it was more about the music. So it wasn't even so much about the personality or, you know, like, you know, when I was 13, my voice didn't sound like this. It, it didn't have this this baritone or, or it was this deep. So, um, you know, in a lot of ways, I just I felt like kind of like, you know, thank God I, I picked the profession I picked and, you know, it really worked out in my favor in a lot of ways. Mm. Sam right there, right before you go back to the beginning, in that moment, um, or in these moments when you like, you were, you want to be like a introvert, right? And you want to be chill to yourself. But sometimes people might even assume that you are a certain way because of the, the music, mm -hmm. because of the shit you talk on the tracks, right? Mm. You feel like coming in rooms, sometimes people already judge you for what they think you are and not what you actually are. Don't give you a chat, give you a chance, get the chat to know you for Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, uh, I ask you, like, did you think I was going to come in the room and just be yelling and screaming and, you know, over the top? Mm, um, I don't think I knew you was going to be there. Okay. Yeah, and then what I will say is I told this to a couple of my friends because, granted, I'm getting, like, big interviews now, but I was still on the ground, I feel like. You know I mean? Right, right, right. I was telling my friends, like, bro, like, I'm going to be, I'm going to right? So the interview took mad long, right? But yours, I wasn't upset about. Got you. I feel like, I, like I'm like i going to be straight up with you. Like, like niggas is playing with me. Like, niggas don't think I'm, I'm really like that. Uh, yeah. But yours, your, your energy, was, it was just... We was just vibing. For sure. You know I mean? So, like, I didn't have a chance to really think about nothing. Yeah. So, even when we couldn't do it, it was like, I just felt like, nah, bro, he he was cool. Like, it's weird. It's hard to explain. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Um, I, I just, you know, when I walk into a room, I walk into a room. I mean, depends on the room. Like, if it's a room, you know, full of my peers or if it's a room, you know, full of fans, like, you know, but I'm I'm the same guy regardless. Like you know, like I I I'm a nigga who tries to take every picture or you know tries to have every conversation that somebody wants to have with me. And you know, just because like I I know that I know how the game works. You know what I mean? And and you know, like somebody like yourself. You know, you saying you start on the you know you on the ground, but you know one day you you gonna be at the top. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I know it from experience. Like, you know, I was a, a, a fucking college DJ, you know, trying to make ends meet, you know, and, and here I am, like, on the Mount Rushmore, the greatest of all time. So um, I just think it's important to, you know, to just, like, wh whatever type of room you, you're in, whether, you know, whether I'm, I'm fucking, 
you know, in Paris with Jay-Z and Beyonce and Rihanna and ASAP Rocky or I'm, you know, at fucking Howard University with, you know, a bunch of students who, you know, want to be in the music industry. Like, I approach the room the same way, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's levels and, and I've, I've been blessed to see all, you know, all levels and, um, you know, I think that's what what keeps me uh, keeps me grounded in a lot of ways. Damn. That's a fact. I think. Um, have you ever? I mean, of course, besides uh, Nicki, have you ever overlooked somebody and they became like somebody that was like a star? Shit. Um. I mean, I, I don't know if I would say overlooked, but you know, I've been I've seen a lot of artists like early on in their careers for sure, and then I've seen them become you know, superstars, like, yeah, I wouldn't, I don't know if I, if overlook is, is the, is the right word, but like, you know, I mean, I met Travis Scott when he first got signed, like, you know, I knew Tip when he first got signed, I knew Jeezy before he got signed, like, um, done it, everybody. Yeah, I mean, I've seen, you know, since, since I've been in, in the like, I'd say in the last twenty three years, like you know, I, I've I've witnessed, you know, so many artists like early on in their careers, and you know, and to turn out to what they did, or even like for like maybe like three or four years, I, I was the DJ for for Double XL Freshman, so you know, I remember all all those who came through through that, you know, like when they were literally. F- double XL freshman and then became like superstars, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I've seen it all. I mean, and, and then I've seen, you know, artists that I looked up to and, you know, grew up on, you know, become friends of mine and become peers. Like, you know, I'm, I remember the first time my I got a phone call from Snoop or, you know, just thinking about how he, how me and him have a text thread now or the first time Puff hit me and was like, yo, I see what you're doing or, you know what I'm saying? So, or Busta Rhymes or, you know, going on the road with Ice Cube and doing a tour with him. And like, these are like, these, these were like my, my, my heroes, you know what I'm saying? Like the niggas that I, I like, I used to watch on, on, on Young TV raps and rap city and, and, you know, gaze at, and, you know, now they're, they're peers of mine. So, um, it's just dope, man. It's just, you know, the, the, being in the game and being in the industry and like seeing the things that I've seen or where I come from, like it's just you know it's a dream come true. I wanted to ask you that, bro. We can talk about rapping and the people you work with forever. You know what I'm saying? You got grab. We can talk about the mixtape, about all of that shit. Um, but even before that, bro, like me being a young dude of a game, sitting across from a legend, right? And I'm not just saying that could you hear it, like I mean it. Like, mm-hmm. I could, okay. That was my. I, I make this, I make fun of the kids nowadays because I feel like so old because I don't listen to that shit, right? Right. This is, I'm sitting next to somebody that, like, I listen to music I listen to. Love, yeah. And in my mind, I'm like, man, that's cliche of a question as it is. I'm, I only feel compelled to ask you, like, bro, does it feel like it? Look, like, does it feel so real? Do you sit back and be like, man, I can't be up fresh? Yeah, definitely. All the time. Um, a lot of times it's like when I'm on, for some reason, when I'm on a plane and 
I don't know. I think it's something about being above the clouds and just like, you know, that that moment when I'm traveling. Like I, I just think about the things that I've accomplished or like where I came from. Like you know, like literally, I I say it all the time. Like my my goal when I started was to get my name on a flyer. Like like just to think that 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 was a goal. Like when I was DJing, like man, I can't wait to get my name on a flyer. Like and how minute that is and what my accomplishments have been um and just recently like you know even even for my rollout with the with the juice recreations that I did like you know that was that was like that that shit that was the movie that inspired me to be a DJ and like here I am you know acting alongside Queen Latifah and Omar Epps and Raheem and Steele like recreating my my the inspiration to my career you know what I mean like and and doing it like almost like to inspire another generation and you know just to been able to pull it off pause or you know winning a Grammy with Tyler or just so many things man like all the time I look at I look at my accomplishments and and be like man this shit is it really is surreal and 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 it's inspiring you know like I say like if I can do it, like, you can do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I was that kid that, you know, was 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 looking at a nigga like DJ Clue or, you know, watching these niggas on TV every day, you know, wanting to be in the game. And now, like, I'm in that position and, like, you know, I'm at, I'm at a, an elite level. Like, literally, like, when it's all said and done, when it comes to DJs, like I will be, I'm going down and, and the history is one of the greatest to ever do it. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I created like the most important mixtape series of all time. And I was a kid that like just grew up inspired to like, to, to be in the mixtape game. And like, you know, I used to take my CDs to stores and they'd be like, nah, you know, I would come back a week later and I'd be like, did any of them sell? And they'd be like, nah, sorry. You know, and, and like to be here now, 200 plus Gangsta Grills in, six albums under my belt, like, you know, can't count the amount of plaques that I have on my walls and, you know, two multi-platinum superstars on my label, a Grammy to my name. Like, you know, it's just, it's so many things that I've done that, um yeah to answer your question like you know it's still it still it still bugs me out you know and and that's the fun part about it um because i i think when you lose that like or if you get in a place of like of being complacent or not appreciating the experience or appreciating the you know the successes it's like you take it for granted and i don't take none of this shit for granted bro like you know i at the end of the day, I, I'm, I'm still a DJ, and there's thousands of DJs out there, like thousands of DJs across, let's just even just talk about in the States, let alone the world, you know what I'm saying? And, like, when people say, okay, name the hottest or name a DJ you're familiar with, like, it's very likely that I'm going to be one of those names that a person names, you know, so... It's just dope to have, you know, to to been able to do what I've done and and to be in that conversation. Yo, it's so much shit to talk about with even in that right there. But I wanted to um, I wanted to go back for a second. 
never forgetting where you came from. That same drama is what keeps you going and what keeps you climbing to the top. Mm-hmm. Like, what is that? Like, how how are you continuously feeling like the underdog when we clearly not? You got to grab me off mixtapes. Like, you, like, you, your DJ drama, like you said, when when when, it, when it's all said and done, you're gonna be top five, dead or alive, if you stop today. Um, yeah, and I'm not stopping today. Um, I, I don't know. I I think I just work. I, I work well. Thinking or feeling like the underdog, you know, uh, you know, and I know a lot of times I'm not, but you know, I just, I just think it, it, it's, it's like motivation, like it's like LeBron, like you know, they, like they count LeBron out so many times, like you know, yeah, it's so many things he's done, and like you know, it's, it's clear that he's, he's the goat, you know, with, with all his accolades and all the, all his successes, like they'll still say, well what about this or what about that you know what i mean so even at a, a an a elite level or like at, at greatness like you know you still like that i could still hear the chatters or the times when you know they might say oh drums not in the streets anymore or you know oh generation now is not this or you know oh drum did that and it's like okay like I work well off that, you know. It's it's easier for me to work off of that in motivation than it is of everybody saying, "Oh, DJ Drama's the shit." Like he's the greatest to ever do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, for me to 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 get on a a tape and you know to just say that is like I don't feel like that's as exciting. You know what I'm saying? Of course, it's, yeah, yeah. it's more of a story, like to to get on there and. And, and and go against like or or talk about like what they think what they thought I couldn't do and what I have done. No, so okay. you know it creates a good storyline. Let's, let's talk about the. But I, I know I'm the greatest. Like don't get me wrong. The greatest like, though. Uh, absolutely. The greatest. Yeah, for sure. You know, even yeah. bigger than DJ Khaled. Um, I'm. I mean, Khaled is Khaled and drama is drama. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know I'm a fucker. Yeah, no, absolutely. We, I think we was having this conversation in a stew and um. And I think as I mean, I think you've had this conversation before, but as as big as Khaled is, it is a difference though. Like it, yeah. it, it is. Like, I, and it I is think and I think like there could be a lot a lot of of the greatest. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I think when it comes to what I do, I'm the greatest. Like when it comes to what Khaled does, he's the greatest. When it comes to what Metro Boomin does, he's the greatest. When it comes to K Capri, he's the greatest, you know? Like DJ Clue, he's the greatest, you know. Um so, like that's that's one thing about me is that you know when I when I put myself in, um, in the conversation or when I when I talk and and say of of how like incredible I am, that's never for me to take away from what others have done. You right. know, that's one thing I don't do. Like I've never, you know, not given anybody their credit or you know um, their their props on on what they've accomplished you know what i'm saying and and we all we all motivate and inspire each other and like like i said like hip-hop is a competitive sport you know what i'm saying so you know i think i think within the culture like it's always good to have others that you know are on the same level or an elite level to to motivate you like i know i do that to a a a a handful of people like motherfuckers is watching me like oh I gotta get on some shit cause drums on some shit it's motivation you know what I'm saying yeah. so you know that's that's how you gotta look at it but you know when that ce- ce- celebratory event 
you know, the event versus like, you know, he ain't fucking with you though. You know that though, I, right? I wouldn't say that. I, I would stop say. It. Stop the celebrity shit. Nah, it's not even that. I, I would say like, you know, it would be a, a, an incredible um, celebration. Like definitely like, you know, when it comes to DJs, we are at an elite level and like, I don't think either way it goes, it's a wash. Like, you know, that man got some shit under his belt and so yeah. do I. Like, I I got some shit under my belt. So, you know, I'm I'm never going to sit here and say, like, he ain't got no shit because, like, he definitely got some shit and I definitely got some shit. But, like, I think just for what it would represent, like, for the culture would be would be incredible to watch. I feel like y'all probably get motivated by, like, similar things. Like, I feel like people probably talk shit about him not having, like, the the street music, right? Yeah. And people probably talk shit about you. I don't know, cause I fuck with what you do. People probably talk about you not having like that them big pop records and shit like that. I'm yeah, I mean that's not what I do though. I mean yeah. I, I have hit records under my belt, but like you know I, I have a lot of culture um, uh, that comes along with me. You know I have a, I have a very successful label. You know have mixtapes that people can quote for days, you know, like I have a Grammy award-winning album. Like, you know, I got a lot of shit. So, um, I, you know, I mean, I hear more chatter just in general, just shit like what does drum actually even do? Or I wish you okay. would shut the fuck up or, you know, okay. shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So I can see that, 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 that's more of, of kind of like, what what would I hear? But you know, I, I one thing about it is this game is, has created me to have super thick skin. So I don't like I don't let none of that shit get to me. You got to. And it's crazy that niggas make millions off of just talking shit. Oh my god! Like it's like cheating. <laughs> it's so, like what do I do? I just fuck it. If that's what you want to know, yeah, it like, ain't nothing to put the music together. To pe- I think that might be the most frustrating part. And again, I'm not you. But, like, even, like, it's similar, right? Like, I got to pick the right people to interview, have the right questions to get the right moments to go viral. I've right. done it a lot of times. Yeah. And every single time I've done it, the person on the other end was like, oh, yeah, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't have. It's like, okay, I done did it so many times in the absence of you. It's something that's consistent. Absolutely. It, yeah. it got to feel similar. Like, bro, like, No, nah, it does. Um, But, yeah, it's like. When it when it's all said and done, you write like you know what I've what I've accomplished or what I've like made a career of of being successful and to watch people talk shit about it. It's like yo, all right, well if it, if it was that easy, like why ain't somebody else done? Nigga said they made drama, make enough. <laughs> and if it's like if if people didn't enjoy what I did, why have I continued to do it for this long? Like. I created Gangsta Grills in 01. I put I put Trapper Die out in 05. Like it's 2023 and I'm still putting out projects that matter. Like come on now. That's one of my top 5, Trapper Die. Yeah. Easily. Has top to be. Five. Has that's, to be. That's one of my top 5. Yo, I, um what about the in the workspace? Do it ever get hard or does have you ever had a moment where it was frustrating where it's like, man, my work is so dependent on other people that I'm tired of that. What you mean? Like you know like without a artist, you can't make a mixtape, right? Like you need the artist to make the the mixtape yeah, to but, make the projects. But there's always artists. Mm. Like there's there's never not gonna be artists. You know that's one thing about it. Like you know, as a DJ, like I've transcended through generations. Like you know, I started my career off watching The Roots. You know, like I made history with Ti, Jeezy, and Lil Wayne, and 
had a whole nother run with Meek and Fab and Two Chains and mm. and Gucci, and then had another run with Chris Brown and Childish Gambino and Tyler the Creator, and then signed Little Uzi and signed Jack Harlow. Like, you know, the music, the artists are never going nowhere. Like, mm. there's always going to be new artists. You know what I'm saying? So with that, like, it's there's never a time when I'm like, man, I'm I'm relying on somebody else because, you know, as a DJ, like we, you know, we we're the medium between the people and the music, and and the music's never gonna stop. Facts. So that's never been a worry. Finding those artists, like, cause you do so much music with like super big artists, right? What is the process? And is it hard to find the up-and-coming ones and the right up-and-coming ones? Because you've done a great job at that as well. Thank you. Um, it's not easy. It's definitely not easy. Um, if it was easy, everybody would do it. Um, but, you know, I think that that's, that's something that um, a lot of people appreciate about my career is that I've, you know, I've been a part of a lot of new new voices and, like, a lot of new movements and – that's something that I take pride on and like, you know, whether it's a, a Simba mixtape or mm, hard. um Got La Russell on a project, I think. Yeah, La, La Russell's on my album or It's somebody else in my name in a second, but you know what I mean? Like even when I did like Crenshaw with Nipsey or like, you know, I could I could go on for days about just, you know, projects that I've been a part of that like have introduced new voices. So, um, you know, I, I think that being being who I am and and not not necessarily always relying on like the biggest name artists like you know I like to I like to be a part of like new movements and and artists when they first get in the game because you know it goes both ways like you know they they they've dreamed of having gangster grills and then at the same time you know when when they pop it's like oh drums a genius he did it again mm. you know so um so yeah, like I think that that's that's been a key to my success. A lot of times is like, you know, being a part of and, and introducing like new voices to the game. I saw you post. Well, not you. I seen my guy from Baltimore, YG Tech. He posted a picture with you. Yeah. Uh, not too long ago. Yeah. Did y'all do anything yet? Or? Yeah, we working. We we um we spoke about doing the Gangsta Grills. I actually just saw him in Vegas at the fight. Yeah. Um. So um. We definitely we got some some things in the works um another you know a new, a new artist that's like he's, he's fucking the streets up he going in crazy. baltimore and, and the dmv and like you know he came to me about working and you know i i saw his movement and i was like yeah definitely i'm, I'm fucking with this kid is um when you do those those gangster grills with the, the smaller artists right are you looking like are you expecting them to blow up or it just is what it is just work, right? Because, like, I'm assuming, like, you do something with Simba's, like, Simba, I think, was already hot, right? Mm, I think. No? Was, How would you He was moving. It? I mean, he had a couple freestyles that was getting some traction. What's the expectation going into it with these type of artists? I mean, hopefully that, like, this it becomes their breakout project, you know? I think that <clears throat> the fact that those these projects are gangster grills, you know, people look at it like, you know, people hold Gangsta Grills to a certain standard, you know, so when when an artist does a Gangsta Grills tape, like, 
it brings eyes and ears to it outside of you know their core fan bases that like all right oh okay this is their gangster girls like this is this is that moment for them so you know obviously i hope for greatness every time you know what i'm saying and you know i think the the ratio of like of tapes that of artists you know of newer artists that you know then go on to become something it's like you know it's it, my track record is is impeccable i mm-hmm. mean you know i did little baby's earliest tape you know what i'm saying like you know if i sit here and try to really think about <clears throat> so many artists that i i was i was a part of early on in a career i mean i did a tape with dirk back in 2012 like signed to the streets you know what i'm saying like you know, I could really go on for days about, you know, those artists that, you know, are are where they are now and that, you know, at some point in their career I was I was there. Bro, you did the and I think we talked about this in the us too. People might not like this. This is on my top five just because out of respect, but I'll never forget when you did the gangster grill, the streets is mine. Boosie. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, I did. That when you did that, bro. See, I'm from Baltimore, so like Boosie is like our stepfather. I say yeah, it all the time. He, he, Boosie was big he was, in Baltimore, bro. When you dropped that and and we heard it, it was like, damn, he was get like. So it's it's funny because as a Boosie fan, I been was on Boosie, mm-hmm. but it seemed like he didn't really get the stamp of approval until you put the Gangsta Grill out. Mm-hmm. And me, because you know, there's a lot of like a few songs that we already knew, so that's why mm-hmm. I said I'm like, I ain't. It was okay because I I heard the songs before, mm-hmm. right? But I would be lying if, if I didn't see if I didn't say I didn't see the impact that it had to his name. Like right. people knew, like, oh, this is Boosie. I'm like, y'all niggas are tripping. This, right. We've been through that. Yeah, and I, and sometimes people will put songs that may have been out on the tape because they know it, it it's going to get to a you know a, a newer audience that might not have listened to before. So mm. as a Boosie fan, you might have been familiar with some of those songs, but then you got to think about you know, like just. Uh, uh, average consumer of gangster right. grills, like all exactly. right, now I'm listening to the Boosie project, and they might be hearing these songs for the first time. Facts. Um, so yeah, let's talk about the the becoming of Generation Now, right? Um, because you know you had people like Kanye West, Joe Button, the people that wasn't that that you didn't think fit in the gangster grill, like Janelle, right? Right. So you create Generation Now. Yeah, I mean, so I, you got to put that in the context. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So the context is what you're saying is is that <clears throat> Generation Now, before it was a label, was actually a mixtape title. Right, my So bad. in 2004, um, when me and Cannon, we had we had uh, gotten some drops from Kanye, and I had Joe Budden hosting the tape. This was early on in the inception of Gangsta Girls, and I didn't feel like Kanye West or Joe Budden had fit Gangsta Grills and at that time and space. So we started a new series and called it Generation Now. So the original mixtape of Generation Now was was hosted by Kanye and Joe Budden. Right. Um, Looking back on it, knowing that what we know now, right, we got a Tyler the Creator, right? Yeah. Drop. He helped cultivate it, like, again, right, rebirth kind of almost. I right. think that's fair to say. Yeah. Do you look back on him like, damn, I wish I would have did the Gangsta Grill with Kanye? No, because... I'm gonna never came up with the title generation now. Okay. So it's like, you know, yeah. because of that it gave me you know That's true. It, it made me be creative enough to create another brand that I was able to double back on mm. ten years later to, you know, name our label. 
Yo, talk about the times, let's call it the blessings, right? With lack of better words. It was two things that I specifically remember. Of course, the um, the raid, right? Yeah. And that moment, are you thinking it's, it's done? Like, it's like, bro, it's over. Are you mm-hmm. thinking that? Um, Only for a brief moment. Like, probably when I sat in the jail cell and, you know, they told me no bond or, you know, I'm, I remember checking my bank account and they have frozen all my assets. Um, You know, I was a little shook for a moment, but I also realized very early on, like, I couldn't pay for that type of publicity mm. and the amount of attention that I was getting or the excitement from the, the record label. Like, I was like, oh, this shit might actually work in my favor. Like, you know, these these niggas made me more famous than I ever was, you know? So I saw the difference, you know, in, in the, like, the caliber of people that mm. were familiar with my face or who I was uh, after the raid. Um, in comparison to before the raid. So, you know, like in a lot of ways it 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 you know, it, it it did more good than it did bad because like, you know, next thing I know I'm on the cover of Billboard or you know, like I'm the topic of conversation and you know, and even though I felt some guilt for like, you know, not wanting the mixtape game to to die on my shoulders, but um, like it did, it it did a lot for my career for sure. You left the jail, went straight to the the radio station. I did. <laughs> like, I did. What was you thinking? Man, I was like, you know, I was I was on some shit. Like, Cannon hated that. You know, um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I I was, you know, for me it was like that could have been the, like the story could have ended there. Like mm. it could have been like, damn, this the guy who made dedication and trapper die and did all this and then he got raided and like you know i i still would have been in the history books but like for me it was like oh no this is just one chapter like this is not the final chapter like i'm here to prove that like you know this this ain't nothing like watch what comes next you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so that that was my um you know that w- that was my attitude and the way i approached it like you know, we, we, we can't be stopped. Like, you niggas, that's not going to stop us. No, nah, facts. But even in that moment, like, you might be thinking that, right? Cannon might be thinking something else. And even in that moment, I think you spoke about it, if I'm not mistaken, or he did, that caused, like, a little friction between y'all two, like, for a second. How did y'all, how were y'all able to, like, get back on one accord? Um, And I guess for the sake of the audience, what, like, how, how did y'all even, like, what was the friction, I guess, just for the... I mean, the, the friction really just came because we there was some people involved in our camp that like you know Cannon didn't see eye to eye uh with at the time mm-hmm. and you know I was they it kind of it, it kind of was somewhat of like a, a divide and conquer situation and you know he chose to you know go in a different direction and um we we spent a couple years you know just um, doing our own things Damn. and you know we have yo this episode is sponsored by the morning meetup man shout out to my guy David Shines man he's probably one of the few people I know who actually built multiple multi-million dollar businesses right he created the morning meetup to help other entrepreneurs do the same thing now listen as an entrepreneur myself I know how hard it can get especially when we start making money and we get to like this financial cap that we can't get past and honestly let's be real they say it ain't what you know it's who you know 
We probably can't get past this cap because we either, one, outgrew the people around us, or two, we just being lazy and weighing in the rooms we need to be in. It's just plain and simple. But trust me, this is your time because the morning meetup is that room we got to be in. It's filled with, filled with entrepreneurs getting to it. They reading different books every month, right? They holding each other accountable. And it's just honestly just something dope to be a part of. So listen, if you're an entrepreneur and you're trying to get to this bag, you're trying to flourish more than you've been flourishing now, you got to go to the morningmeetup.com. That's www.themorningmeetup.com and join now. Let's get to it. I'll see you there. Like, you know, we, I mean, that's my brother, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it was like, you know, even though we might not be blood brothers, like that's my brother for life. And, you know, we had differences of opinions or, you know, we was we like might have been taking little jabs at each other on mixtapes. But, you know, after a couple of years, like when we went, we really like uh, one day we just like chopped it up. And I think we went to Jersey Mike's and sat down and, and like, you know, it was it was really nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like it was it was nothing there that was 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 that crucial that you know we couldn't get back to work um so as i was creating mean street studios um canon started to you know come around a a little more and one person that like that really for the two of us used to both used to tell both of us like yo y'all gotta get off this bullshit like that's your brother was was lake Mm. you know um and you know he he, him and Cannon were doing a lot of work together and me and Lake were doing a lot of work together. So he was real, he was a, a pivotal person and like, you know, just really telling both of us like, you know, man, y'all gotta cut out the dumb shit. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> you know, Lake wound up um, becoming my my manager and my business partner around like 2011, 2012. And around the same time, like, you know, Cannon came back. We started doing radio together. Um, as I was building a studio, you know, he he came. He he was at Mean Streets a lot, and it just kind of happened organically, to be honest. Right. I guess looking back on it, I would assume it kind of made it better. As men, I look at it like sometimes you choose your friends choose you, right? And like to be able to fall out with somebody mm-hmm. and come back and be the same. I think as I think that's commendable as men because a lot of times. It, it don't happen like that. It doesn't. Like, some a lot of times, like, niggas fall out and don't never come back. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, if we look at what me and Cannon been friends and been working together for to, like 27 like, years yeah. now, you know, so out of that 27 years, two of those years was what we wasn't cool. So, you know, that's 25 years. You know what I'm saying? So, like yeah, like what we've been able to accomplish is like uh, an anomaly. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like to mix business and friendship and like really get to it. Like you know that shit is rare. Fact. It's very rare in a business, and more times than than not, we see like labels and and people who came up together fall out and you know spend a lot of time separated more than they they mm. stay together. So you know it's um like for us. You know, being three college kids who, you know, had hip hop dreams and aspirations, and you know, really made it happen. Like we are, we are the the, the living proof, the the living dream that it can be done. Mm, no, and I'm pretty sure it helped y'all learn how to like deal with differences moving forward, though. For sure, right? Definitely, like, you he, know, y'all had a, uh, I think, the the, uh, the ESTG shit, right? Didn't you want to like sign him or? Um, Lake was real was real adamant about signing ESTG. 
um, I kind of, I wouldn't say I was on a fence, but, you know, I was kind of with it. And um, I, I don't, I don't want to say Cannon, like, didn't want to sign him. But, you know, honestly, more than anything, it was it was more about how we we approached the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, the way we, we, we tried to go about signing him, that didn't make it make sense mm-hmm. um, for us. But... You know, and, and I got to definitely shout out Royce, like, you know, uh, one of our A&Rs who was definitely very adamant about, you know, uh, ESTG coming to Generation Now. But, you know, everything happens for a reason. You know, I think um, him being over at uh, CMG is, you know, a dope situation for him. And, you know, um, but he was definitely somebody that, you know, we was 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 working at Main Streets and was, like, right on, right under our noses. And, and I will admit, like, I, you know, I, I do feel like, damn, it's, that's one that got away. I was going to ask you, like, do you feel like, damn, we dropped the ball on that one? Um, yeah, for, there, there's a part of me that feels like that for sure. ESCG really? Yeah, like, I would have loved to have had ESCG a part of the generation now. That's going crazy. Yeah. Damn. Um, what about, uh, is there anybody else that you feel like you could have had but didn't have? Um... Yeah, I mean, there's people that, you know, we wanted to sign that, like, um, that we didn't. Um, we 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 tried to sign OT Genesis early on. Um, that's a lot. I mean, to be honest, like, yeah, there, there's there's definitely artists out there that, you know, we tried to sign Tory Lanez early on. That would have been hard. Um, you know, I was, I was, I was vying or... You know, um, shout out to my man Certified Pat. Like, you know, he, he brought me Migos early on. Um, um, Sound like you dropped the ball a couple times, bro. Yeah, but I, <laughs> I don't look at it like dropping the ball. Like, I just look at it like everything is, is meant to happen. Oh, I mean, you know, I mean, they're, they're, you know, like. But that's easy to say my, when you got Jack Harlow and Uzi, though. Yeah, like, you know, my ex um, who helped me build Mean Street Studios, like, you know, she she managed Summer Walker originally, like you know. So, in the in another metaverse, you know, Summer Walker could have potentially been signed to Generation now. You know, so that would have been nasty um, shit too. Yeah, you know, I mean, but things work how they're supposed to work. You know what I'm saying? So, who knows? You know how things would have went if this didn't happen or that didn't happen. You know, so no nah, facts. I, um, how was the uh, the Jack Harlow shit? Was a big one. I remember at a time. Um, I don't know, if it was probably just last year. People, it was a lot of like mixed feelings with Jack Harlow. Mm-hmm. Like it was like people were saying he was an industry plant, mm-hmm. but then a lot of people said he did like his music. And then I wonder, like, did you you was hearing that stuff, right? Yeah. What you thought about that? I mean, it's the talk, you know. I mean, obviously, you know, Jack being a a, a white artist, like he's gonna get a different type of reaction um, to his success or to just like his placement in the culture mm. you know and then like I guess in the, like the last two years like Jack was everywhere you know what I'm saying I mean like you know musically like you know you couldn't turn on the TV and not see a Jack Harlow New Balance commercial or KFC commercial or Dorito, Doritos <laughs> advertisement like he was everywhere so you know it was almost to the point of like you know some might say overkill in Too a much. lot of ways yeah. um, and you know he he put out like his first album and then he put out the second album and you know it 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 it, it was met by um mixed 
uh, mixed feelings mm. in some ways. So, you know, I, I think that just comes with the territory. You know, I mean, it never, you know, I, it's it's something I'm I'm used to because I've gone through it so many times in my career. You know, so and I think for Jack, like you know, he he's he's built for this. Like, yeah. you know, he hear he might hear the chatter, but. He does. He doesn't let it like consume him, and I think he works well off it as well. So you know, I definitely know one one thing. He's not as an industry plant. Like you know, it, it, just to think like as even as a white artist, like that shit's not. Pe- people think it's it's easier. Like it's it's not. It's not easier to break a white artist in hip hop. It's actually harder. Like mm. you know. So and especially to you know in a in a space where he's getting like salutes or odes from you know the Kendricks and the Drakes and the and the Coles and you know uh people on that level or the Kanye's you know what i mean so um yeah you know i mean it's like i think i think a lot of times again like it's it's similar to the underdog situation like you know we i work well or or, or I, I like being in that position where people like kind of thinks we 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 can't do something that we can you right. know and even with vert like you know vert wasn't the typical philly artist you know what i'm saying like he wasn't you know when you think of philly like you think of seagull you think of state property you think of meek like yeah here's this kid with fucking green hair green dreads tats all over his face like singing melodies you know what i'm saying like that wasn't what philly was known for at the time and like you know, he literally changed the game. Um, so, you know, we've we've done it time and time again, and we're going to continue to do it. And he's still he's still like a street nigga. That's crazy. Like as much as people probably don't Facts. know, he really like a Philly nigga. One hundred percent. That's crazy. That one hundred percent. But speaking on like the uh, the Jack Harlow shit, I feel like as much as we joke, well, be serious about the the, the rap, black people went out reparations and shit. I feel like Jack Harlow did right by niggas though. Like, no, nah, not like that. I think he did right by his people because he yeah. came in. And he was one of the big, one of the reasons ESTG got on, right? Like he reached yeah, back and helped. <laughs> like, he definitely so. did. He definitely was a very early co-signer for ESTG. You know, put him in his videos, put him, took him on like one of the, t- the late shows and performances. Yeah. He was on his album, like you know. You can't be mad. You know, at Jack that. was was out there very. Um, you know, he was at the forefront of the Breonna Taylor um, movement, and mm-hmm. you know, like. He's very comfortable in his skin. Like he's not somebody that's trying to be something that he's not. You know what I mean? And that's something I've always appreciated about him. So let's get that man his respect, man. Yeah, for sure. Let's go. All right. So going back to the second time, right before the Gangsta Grill with Tyler, Tyler the Creator, what was going on, right? Like you might have been to or, or to the people, right? To the generation, to the general population, you might have been out of the hair, right? You probably wasn't looking for you. But what was going on then? And did you feel like it was? You wasn't as lit as after it came? Like No, nah, it wasn't that. I mean, I just think that I was doing a lot of behind the scenes work. Like, you know, we was having success with Generation Now. Um, you know, I was running a label. I I still was, you know, like people still don't realize like I'd be on the road every weekend. Like I'm like every fucking day. <laughs> I'm I'm on tour every summer. Like I'm I'm always working. So I might not have been dead center in, in people's faces but you know it's like I've never stepped away from the game or from from the culture like mm-hmm. so I'm I'm always doing something you know what I mean but it might not have been as visible and then 
you know, when the Tyler project hit and then, you know, from there it just kind of like, it, it just, you know, next thing, you know, I did the Dreamville tape and, uh, fucking, you know, I just went on a run, you know what I mean? So it, it to a lot of people and to me as well, it felt like niggas was like, Oh, dr- you know, damn, I, I'm loving this DJ drama resurgence. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, I was winning DJ of the year awards, you know what I mean? Like putting out the album, like, you know, so I definitely see the difference in like the visibility, you know, and, or even doing like podcast runs Mm -hmm. and and things of that nature. So, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, I'm not somebody who, who like has to, had to feel like I needed to be in, in front or like right there in, in people's faces to, you know, feel that, you know what I'm saying? I was, you know, these last couple of years where I might not have been seen as much, I probably made more money than I ever made, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But, um, you know, I said on the tape, you know, like I was happy just getting Generation Now money. You niggas want me to get Gangster Girl money again? To, like, go, run it. Like, so, um, but it's been fun, you know. I, I can't lie, like, you know, I've, I've enjoyed it. I've I've enjoyed being back in a in a in I guess the spotlight or you know back in a in a, a space where you know when when the conversations are had or um, when people are just talking rap conversations like my name's back in the mix like you know I'm I'm all for it you know but um again like I've been doing this shit so long um, so for me it's just like you know it it it, it all comes natural um, but you know being able to like. I guess like going to an, a, a, a new phase or, you know, I guess in some ways like the reinvention uh, part of it, like, you know, it's a blessing and I don't take it for granted. No, facts. Yeah, I remember um, before you even made the statement of, first of all, yeah, let's talk about that. You think I just want to rock is today's dreams and nightmare. That's what, right? That's what you were saying. Right? No, nah, what, what I said was, I said that it was for the Philadelphia Eagles it was the anthem for this year. Like, so when the Eagles were going to the Super Bowl, you know, TMZ caught me and I was saying that like, I just want to rock was the was the theme song for this year. Mm. And you know, the statement got taken out of context because people were trying to say that I was saying that I just want to rock was a bigger song than Dreams and Nightmares or it was the new Philly anthem. I was just basically saying for this year, like for this moment in time, like Dreams and Nightmares is a cultural song, clearly. And there's no comparison between the two songs. But, you know, like at the end of 2022, beginning of 2023, like I Just Want to Rock was one of the biggest songs on the planet, you know. So um, at that moment, like it was a bigger song than Dreams and Nightmares. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, that's not to say that over time, it's gonna become a bigger song and you know um it 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 just it just turned into a whole thing and like you know like Eve, i i i i was just shocked that my opinion or my statement <laughs> like had took took the life it took or had the legs that it took so you but know, it was a good thing again right it, it was fun <laughs> yeah it was a, you know it was again like you said like you know it was a moment that put me back in the conversation like you know I enjoyed it, and I got I caught I caught a lot of flack for that, and you know I saw all the comments and everything, but you know you gotta love it. Yo, being in the game twenty plus years, how long do you think it take to make a hit? 
because I not even a, not make a hit, but for a song to be legendary. I was at the um I was in Vegas too, and I went to uh Dre's when Jeezy performed, right? And like you're a big part of like all of his early hits, and they're like they still resonate to this day. Yeah. The same with uh, Dreams and Nightmares. And I was wondering like I might not be as you know I might not like the newer music, but some of that music is going to be legendary mm-hmm. ten years from now. And I was mm-hmm. wondering. With your experience, twenty plus years in the game, how long do you think it takes for a song to become like? It's tough. Like, I mean, you know, the, the the type of reaction that Jeezy music has is different. Like, you know, the fact that like those records still ring off to like day. to this day, like that's not normal. You know what I'm saying? Like, most music doesn't age that well. Mm. Um, so, like, it's it's definitely an ode to to Jeezy and the music that he made at that time. Um, but, you know, I think there's, like, there's five-year marks, there's 10-year marks, there's 15-year marks. Like, you know, like, the average life of a hip-hop artist is, what, two, three years? Mm. You know what I'm saying? So if you make it to, like, 10 years, like, you're a, like, you're a, you're a staple. If you, if you make it to 10-plus years, like, you know, you're a legend, like, we can we can literally sit here and think about those who after 10 years like still matter you know mm-hmm. it's not you know it's not often and it's not normal that artists get to 10 years or have 10 year runs or like you know i just seen uh, swiss say like yeah like you know before you even talk about the greatest of all time you gotta you gotta have 10 summers under your belt you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying and you know you gotta be able to be one that you know, has other ventures and 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 is is relevant outside of music and just touches culture. Like you know, it, it's hip hop shit. Like the shit, the, the the niggas that that have have the longevity. Like you know, they, they you you really got to tip your hat off to that because that shit's not easy. We can think of more artists that aren't here <laughs> that don't make it that than do make it. I think Drake said it the best. Like what he say, we'll see who's here ten years from now. Ten years came. This nigga still going crazy. Do you um? So what song it, did he say that on? I remember that. I don't remember. He was song, barring up though. Song, we used to ride. I used to ride my crazy. bike. What song? Can somebody Google it? He went crazy on that when he said that, and and he's right. Like, you know, we'll see who's gonna be Bro, here ten years from you're now. You still like a, a a Drake fan after everything? Absolutely. After all the bullshit. Absolutely. Yeah. I would hate that. Like, if I was you, I mean, nah. Because <laughs> one thing about it is, I I can separate like. I could separate what goes on personally within the music business um, next to the music mm. or like even personal with the you. creativity or whatever. Yeah, like okay. Regardless of whatever, I've had situations with various artists, like, but that don't mean that I, I'm not a fan of their music or like that I, I'm not going like salute them and you know talk about their greatness like for me to sit right here in this chair and not to talk about drake's greatness would just be utterly just fronting you know what i'm saying like regardless of what me and that man has gone through like you know that nigga has done that nigga has had a type of run that has un, is unprecedented. Nah, it's undeniable. It's, yeah, and, and it was Tuscan leather. That was Tuscan leather. Yeah, went crazy. Do on you it. think something outside of Drake? Is anybody? Is anybody? Even the legends? Like, is anybody making undeniable music now? Or am I just being in my old bag? Like, I just feel like I mean, I don't I'll, hear it. 
I think Drake has had the type of run that like I don't know if anybody's ever had. Like I think what we what we're seeing and what he's done is is definitely unprecedented. Like you know, I think like you know when you really talk about the greatest of all times, like over generations, like you know it's it's unfair for his name not to be mentioned. No, facts. Um, but it's also like you know we you know hip hop is turning fifty this year, so like. You you it, it like there has to be different generations of Mount Rushmores or mm-hmm. like you know there has to be you know different conversations of 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 um of runs and and things of that nature like you know the type of run that a nigga like KRS had or LL had know, or, and that was before my time kind you know of, what I'm saying or like crazy. you know Jay and and X had or, or Pac had or you know the, the type of run that Drake is having or the type of run the future is having or Kendrick or Cole, like, you know, it's it's so many people fifty had or Kanye had, like, you know, Jeezy Tip, like Wayne, you know what I mean? Like, we could go on for days and have these type of rap conversations and 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 um and arguments and like, you know, it's it's kind of the fun of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, that's that's what we as fans do, you know. And as 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 much of like as much as I'm in the game and I am DJ drama and I've I, I play the role that I play like I'm still a fan of the music I'm still a fan of the game at the end of the day you know what I'm saying so you know because you're an OG right I'm gonna ask some a, a crazy question a scary question right but I'm just curious we talked about um, I think Swiss said it right like before we talk about the goat we gotta have ten years ten years under your belt right mm-hmm. but I feel like when a when a rapper passes, it's kind of like we almost give that to him, depending on how good he was. Like, let's say Biggie and Pop, mm-hmm. right? Biggie and Pop, they passed. And some people, it's a real argument that, like, we can't really say if they was the ghost or not because they passed so early. Yeah. Right? Because we don't know. Because think about it. If Wayne would have passed in prom Wayne, he's still going crazy. But, like, nobody. He's, you feel me? But a lot of things happen after, like, after you're in the game. And yeah. it kind of, it, it makes people look at you differently. Like, right. your, your name is flawed or whatever it may be. So I was wondering, like, do is it the same when a rapper passed? Like, I mean, I think the thing, when I think about it, like, first of all, like, you know, when you go back and you listen to, like, Big's albums or Big's lyrics, like, st- he's still 20 yes. plus years, like, this was saying true. shit that, like, is, is still impeccable, like bar wise, like Pac the same thing. And what I what I always think about too is first of all, you think about they both died when they was like what twenty five, yeah. like mm-hmm. the things they accomplished just to that point in their career. And okay. like let's think about where all those that are that were around them are now. Like okay, if we think about Dr. Dre, we think about Snoop. Damn. We think about Hove. We think about Puff, right? Like, these are all people that are, like, some of the biggest and most successful and richest people in our culture today. Yeah, that's crazy. Big and Pac would have been right there, if not bigger. You know what I'm saying? Like... That's giving me chills. Like, that's a fact. Like, let's really think about it. Like, Like, look where Snoop and Dre are and look where... We're big and and Hovar. Like, why why would we not think by any means that Big and Pac would be where right up there, billionaires within the culture? Like, they was on their way. You know what I'm saying? Like, they wouldn't. Big and Pac wouldn't have fell off. Like, by no means. Like, they would have they would have been up there 
with the niggas that I just named doing yeah. amazing things within music and outside of music for sure. Somebody else beat like before my time, but I feel like I've listened to his music it was fucking fire. Who I think would have been crazy, Big L. Yeah, Big L was on oh his my way. God, Big L was on his <laughs> was way. Crazy. Like you know, we know like Nip was about to like. Oh my God! Take it to a new stratosphere. Uh, fucking uh, pop smoke. Um, like you know, we we've definitely, you know, another person too. I, I was just thinking about like Easy E. Mm. Like Easy E would have been on some shit. You how, know what I'm saying? How, how old were you when it? Because I that's I probably wasn't I, listening to that like that. I was all. I was young. I was in my I was in my teen years. So okay. like Easy Die in 95 yeah, like so four. I was like yeah I was like 17 okay. I was like 16, 17 when he passed bro so. I said this in the studio you was like no it was Drake you tripping I said I feel like Meek Mill is the Jay-Z of our coach well the coach you're under you think it's Drake you see how you're looking at me a thousand percent you was smoking dope you smoking I mean like explain, yeah I'm, explain I'm curious that. Now you explain. So Drake came out in what 08? It's 2023. Like he changed the sound of hip hop. Yeah, I mean that's true. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's he's literally ran every summer. Did Jay Z change the, the the sound of hip hop? Absolutely. Or he kind of like paid homage to a lot of pieces of hip hop. Everyone I mean, wanted to be like Hov. Everybody tried to sound like Hov. I mean, Hov, he said it, so we pay homage to a the bunch only, of the pieces only, of The only pop. reason why you, I could, like, the only comparison that f for me, for you to say Meek, is that, like, Meek is more connected to the streets. That's probably the biggest reason, though. Yeah, but I'm talking about, like, from a hip-hop cultural perspective. When you say culture, what do you mean by that? Like, the way Drake touches culture is the way Hov touched culture you know what i'm saying okay. like 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 drake is like a nigga on steroids like no i mean he sings he raps like you know he, he like so it's like he does shit that had never been seen and like i said like it was if we look at how melodic hip-hop is today would it be that way if it wasn't for drizzy mm. you know and i just think that like you know the same way you know, Hove would even attach himself to other artists and, you know, um, you know, they would go on to have successful runs. Like Drake does that as well. Like, you know, yeah. they say he has like the golden touch. So, you know, I, I think I think Drake is the closest thing we've seen to Hove when it comes to like dominance and runs in I the say, rap game. I say Meek only cause and, and and to be honest, I'd put Wayne there before I would put Meek. Like if if we talking about like for your generation, I like only Wayne, say Wayne Wayne is more of the next to 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 Jaden than Meek, Meek is. Meek, Wayne came out at twelve, right? Well, he was born in what eighty six, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm but, born in ninety one. It's like five years, right? So I only reason I say Meek because I specifically seen Meek with the nappy braids. Right, like in the trenches, I mean, flamers, right? But for the Dream Chasers, flamers, full flamers mixtapes and shit like that. Talk, I seen them talking shit like, man, I want Nikki and then get her. You feel me? Like, I feel like when I speak to people about Jay Z, they seen the same. They seen him like back when his hustling days. Like, Drake came out on TV. Like, yeah, he was nice. I'm not taking nothing away. Drake is, 
he's he's a he's like you said on steroids. He's like he's not he's out of this world. He's not even like you know what I'm saying. When it comes to the music, I'm 100 percent with you. But when I talk about the culture, like Meek was that 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 guy that little niggas from the hood look at like did damn he run I can t- do this. Did he run ten summers? Meek ten summers. When you say run Tim Summer, like if we can't compare it to Drake, come on, that's not fair. Why is it not fair? I'm, but what? Fuck the Tim Summers. When I'm talking about a nigga in the hood looking at somebody that's successful, I'm niggas, talking Meek. All right, and uh, and every summer, the niggas in the hood when they went to the club, <laughs> huh, what was they listening to? They probably listening to Drake for sure. All right then. But that don't. <sighs> I don't know. So you think Drake too? She over here shaking head. You think Drake? Nah, I don't know. I don't like that. I don't like that. Meek is really Man, he's that I he's, think you got some light skin hate in you. You think I got some light skin hate? Yeah, I love sounds, my light skin brothers. Sounds I, like sounds I've been like giving it. you love since you've been here. <laughs> 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 I got love for my light skin brothers. Oh, you feel me? Um yeah, I mean, you know, Meek Meek is another nigga that's made it ten years. Like, you know, he's definitely a staple in, in the rap game. Um, but like I don't think when we talk dominance, like when we talk like when we look at like the since Drake got here, like you know his competitors, like it's only been a couple people that have like have really given him a run, mm. and I'd say that's what Kendrick, Future, what maybe Cole, you know maybe Meek for a year or something, but like I don't think none of them honestly. That's I'm, what keep I'm saying, like you know, and you you're not saying none of them, like yeah, I'm gonna be I, real. I, I think yeah. the closest one is, or the closest two has been is Kendrick and Future, you know. Um, but um, like when I think of the when if if I'm talking about Mount Rushmore of this generation, I'm a I'm a go Uh-oh. Drake, Kendrick, Cole, Future, and Nicki, like and with wait, all wait, the, wait 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 you said Drake, was, Kendrick, Cole, Future, and Nicki. Yeah, that's my Mount Rushmore of the last like they got before because I, I know it four. is, but I, I'm I'm just. If if I if I had to cheat and make it five, I would do that. Or Drake, Kendrick, Cole, and then it's be, it's hard because I think Nicki deserves to be there for what she's done um, as a female artist. But I also think Future deserves to be there too. No, nah, I feel so, it. So you know, and then but you've been in Atlanta for a long time, for a long time since you've been in college. Like, yeah. right? I feel like I don't know. I know Atlanta niggas hate me when I say this, but I feel like Drake had a had a big role he played a big role in a lot of niggas seeing success over the hump for example future absolutely i don't I, disagree with that I, okay i'm just saying because some people some people would say they would choose future over drake and i'm saying yeah, like for sure i feel like drake helped future get over that hump just like he dis- did i don't disagree just with like you. he did with lord dirt i mean in my you opinion know, drake jumped on tony montana early you know he jumped on um uh versace early like you know, there's there's a lot of artists in Atlanta that, you know, he gave that cosign to. Shit. Just as there are on the West Coast, you know. He, he did it he did it with YG. Like, um, you know, you can think about a lot of regions that, you know, Drake is, has given that. He did it with Ross. Like, you know, he's... Speaking of all these artists, bro. Hold up, hold up. You put me... Shout out to Cannon, first of all. You put me in a legendary room. So we in the studio. First time you, Cannon, and Quentin Miller was in a room... Since like and it had been a minute, yeah. Right. Matter of fact, yeah, that might have been the first. No, nah, no, nah, we we had, we had bumped into each other uh, maybe a couple times through the years, bro. Given everything that happened, bro, come on, be honest, bro. Mm-hmm. Do you feel bad at all about the situation? Yeah, I spoke on that. Um, 
you know, like, and that was that was one of the reasons why you saw him there that night was mm. because, you know, just to, I guess um, he had just done an interview and um, on Vlad and was was Got a was couple speak, dollars was speaking <laughs> was speaking his mind and you know I re- I reached out to him um, after I had watched the interview and you know and I pretty much said to him like yo let's do a gangster girls like you know. And that was that was my way of like, you know, lending my hand to him, like, you know, after everything that had went down and, and what have you. Um Did y'all so, do it yet? No, nah, we haven't done it yet. I'm gonna shake your hand because I was I ain't gonna lie to you. I was gonna say, um, you owe him a gangster grill. <laughs> yeah, I mean and, and I and I would do it, you mm-hmm. know. I definitely would. Like, you know, um Quentin is a is a is a good guy, you know. Um, he got caught in the crossfire and you know he's he's still to this day super talented so you know i just like i thought that would be dope you know and even for the world to see like a drama and quentin miller gangster grills like niggas wouldn't yeah niggas i think that's right yeah. and i think it's commendable though yeah, like, I, sure. like these are those are the things that people probably wouldn't even understand yeah. they might hear the gangster grill quentin miller but they probably wouldn't even understand how dope that is yeah. from you too like no nah, absolutely i for think sure. that's aren't you about to do something with uh rick ross with ross no um, no, not not that I'm aware of. I mean, Ross is my guy. You know, he's on my album, and you know, we always um, Ross might call me tomorrow and tell me he wants to do something. So you never know. Mm, let me see, cause I think I seen something that I might shouldn't have seen. Yeah, what's that? Break Ross Gangster Grill. Uh, that's news to me. No. Okay. I mean, it's just curious. So if it come out and it's if if if, if, if he do hit you about it. I just got the first. Yeah, you got the exclusive. <laughs> you got the Somebody exclusive. feeding me bullshit. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who's telling you that. Mm. Where, where'd you get that from? Yeah, I can't. I mean, tell Ra- you Ross is actually somebody that doesn't have an official Gangster Grills, which is. Now I'm saying, are y'all planning one though? We're not planning one, but you know, I mean, I might call him after this interview and be like, "Yo, you, you know it's it's time like we ain't got one which is which is very shocking actually mm. that we don't have a gangster girls you about to uh are you about to take it on tour too yeah i'm going on tour this summer with uh with snoop uh warren g and uh too short oh you're not doing a gangster girl tour oh a gangster girl tour um nah i'm not i'm i'm doing a, a a festival run like i'm doing a mary j blige uh uh festival in atlanta i'm doing Roots Picnic, um, doing a One Music Fest. Um, so I got like a, a festival run, but, you know, it's no Gangster World Tour like right now. That'd be hard. Yeah. You bring like some young DJs open up for you. Absolutely, shit. for sure. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah I think it's hard to, um, to, to, I think when people talk about like the new age DJs, I think they get it messed up, right? Like you came up, of course, Funk Flex, DJ Clue, uh, it's some others, but the thing about you was you were different, right? Like nobody, you wasn't trying to be like nobody else. And I feel like nowadays everybody's trying to be like the next hot person. That that's why you getting overlooked because we already got that, right? And I'm pretty sure you can probably contest to that with like just being a label owner, right? Because everybody like I'm the next Uzi. It's like, bro, I already got Uzi. I don't yeah. want the next Uzi. Like, yeah. do you think you, you notice that? Any, yeah, any? I mean, it's it's hard like trying to be the next so and so, like you got to be the first you, you know? And, like, I did a lot of copying when I was coming up. Like, my first mixtape, I copied the shit out of doo-wop. Or when I created Gangsta Grills, I was 
cop me a who kid in Green Lantern. Like, you know, okay. like they were they were our blueprint to what we were doing. But, you know, I put my own spin on it. So, like, you know, nothing under the sun is new. You know, I'm sure, like, when we talk about, you know, the the Coles and the Kendricks and the Drakes, like, they were studying Hove and, and Kanye and Wayne and, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, everybody gets their influences from somewhere, but it's got to be you, you know what oh, I mean? Right. Like, like, like Vert was himself, you know, like Jack wasn't trying to be somebody else. Like, and, you know, um, there's been, there's been DJs after me and that have been successful. Like, you know, Mustard has had an impeccable Crazy. run. Um, you know, few, yeah, yeah. producers like, you know, Mike Will. Take Keith, I think. I fuck with him. Shout out to Take Keith. Like, Sunny Digital. Look mm. look at what Metro is doing right now. Like, Insane. he's on an elite level. Like, just even when he just just did a Coachella or with, with his, his album or his, his album rollout. Like, you know, he set a new standard. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't think trying to be like doing your, doing your best drama impersonation <laughs> is only going to get you so far you know what i'm saying so um it's good to study me you know what i mean and to, you know to to take inspiration from me but you know um you got to you you got to you got to be yourself you got to yeah, find right. your niche how is and it can be done like for nah, sure. i mean it's, it's been done we've seen it right like yeah. shit how is the reaction to like i'm really like that it's been good it's been really good it's crazy bro. um you know, people have a lot of different favorites. You know, the the Nip, Jeezy, and Blast record, um, the intro with Tyler, uh, Andale with Money Back or Offset, uh, the, the Uzi and Doug record. Um, can't believe we made it with uh, La Russell. That shit, Saha, Carvina, bro. like um, that shit was. That, I think that was one of my favorite. You can't believe we made it. Yes, yeah, like you know, it's it's dope to me that people have various favorites, like. Macamber Valley, the, the the Jack record, like you know, I, you know, I just think overall it's a it's a, it's a and you good put pressure on niggas, yeah. like you put symbol, like you put, yeah, I, it looked like no you weakness. put pressure on niggas, like nah, you want you want rap today, nigga, like yeah. you ain't coming with no, nah, for sure. I mean, you know, like you know, I didn't want to half-ass with this album, especially in the the space that I was in, or, or you know, the the lights that had been on me, like I really wanted to come with some heat. I was kind of like, I don't want to say shocked, but again, I don't feel like a lot of music is. You can play it twice nowadays. Yeah, in my opinion, I really I was like, damn, this shit is good. Like, nah, I appreciate that. That shit was fire. Nah, good looking. And I mean, I, I hope it has you know great replay value. Like, you know, I don't want to make an album that niggas just listen to once. Like, you know, you wanted to stand the test of time. Nah, facts. I appreciate you for pulling up, man. Again, man. Um, Absolutely. It don't get no better than this, man. DJ Drama, Mister. I'm really like that in real life. Is here. Uh, I guess for the people that don't know, I mean, everybody knows. You gramming all that shit, man. Oh yeah, it's DJ drama. I think it's like that across the board. Um, on Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok, maybe it's like drama like the DJ or something. Yeah, I, I know. I keep saying it, but like I just can't stop, bro. I come from, I come from the city, the slums, the trenches. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And the fact that you answer your phone like, damn that every time I text. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like it never was no like Hollywood shit. Even I didn't even want to text you when I got the number because mm-hmm. I didn't want to just like, you feel me like nah, bro, it's cool. Yeah, I definitely, I really appreciate it. I, nah, I, I just love. want you to feel that, but for real, absolutely, I appreciate nah, that. Fuck with, and fuck with my nigga Tech, bro. That nigga, he oh like, yeah, yeah, nah. YG Tech Gangsta Reels is coming. <laughs> he different. Yeah. All right, man. Drum, love. DJ Drum, Mr. J Hill, J Hill Podcast is wrap. We out. Love.